it's these bigger principles, it's the eating patterns that if we can get them to embrace and not get caught up in all of the, the what about this and what about that, there's so much at the core. All of us can really aspire to have as part of our lifestyle. From the Pritikin Longevity Center in Miami, Florida, welcome to the Healthier Everyday Podcast, where we talk about your health, your fitness, your mindset, the food you eat, and putting it all together to create an amazing lifestyle. In this episode, Cindy and Kara discuss the power of nutrition and lifestyle changes. They talk about how they tailor advice for different personalities, the importance of emphasizing core principles, and the idea of tackling challenges head on. Also, you're going to learn about mindful eating, harnessing the strength of whole foods, and making positive choices for a healthier life. Combining over 35 years of clinical experience in the field of nutrition focused on health and wellness, Cindy Berner serves as Pritikin ICR's Vice President of Account Operations. Kara Bernstein has over 20 years of experience as a registered dietitian. Kara coaches her clients for issues such as weight loss, cardiovascular disease, gut health, and behavior modification strategies. Enjoy today's episode. Episode and don't forget to like and subscribe. Here, it's such a treat to have a chance just to talk with you as both um, a professional and also a friend, you know, that we've been able to connect over the months and really have the shared vision of what we want people to embrace. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I really love working with you, Cindy, because we are both working for the same uh, Pritikin. However, your your environment that you work with your clients versus the clients that we work here at the center are quite different. So I always really enjoy hearing from you what's going on on, you know, when people are in the out, outpatient world coming into learning about Pritikin ICR versus the immersion here at the Pritikin Center where they actually stay here, eat here, exercise here, talk to all the um, experts in all the different fields. So we have the same information, but sometimes it's disseminated a little bit differently because of the different environments um, that we counsel in. So um, I think maybe we should start out talking a little bit about the fact that we, we do work in different environments, but the information remains the same and um, how Pritikin has really stood the test of time in terms of what the information is. It might change a little bit here and there, but the foundations really remain the same. I completely agree. And I think there's strengths for both of the different delivery models. One of the beautiful things that I think you have the chance to see is the power of the lifestyle in such a short time. And one of the strengths that we have in an outpatient environment is really tailoring it to the realistic real world and what are the challenges that patients are facing within a cardiac rehab as they go back home and live their lives. And so I think that we've learned through those experiences that there's a core that if we can help patients and guests understand that it's these bigger principles, it's the eating patterns that if we can get them to embrace and not get caught up in all of the the what about this and what about that? There's so much at the core that is all of us can really aspire to have as part of our lifestyle. 
Agreed. And, you know, one of the things that I notice most about when people come here to the Pritikin Center is the very first lecture that we do is called Planning Your Eating Strategy. And through that lecture, we go over how we do the eating plan here at the Pritikin Center, which basically is primarily plant-based. There's no added salt. There's no added saturated fat, um, very low sugar, really only natural sugars coming in. Uh, but they're in a in a bubbled environment. So that's exactly what they're going to get. But sometimes when I go over certain principles, one being um, meat only once a month per se, that that's that's our Pritikin protocol. But what I really like to tell the guests is like, while you're here, be all in, you know, try sure. doing the plant based and 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 experiment it, see how it goes. But when you go home, it doesn't mean because we said we do meat once a month that that's exactly what you have to do when you go home. It's more about let's meet you where you are at currently. So if you're eating meat every single day, when you go home, what, what is something that you could do better? Maybe it's three times a week, maybe it's two times a week, but it doesn't necessarily have to be once a month from the get-go. One thing I always tell all of the guests here is that this is really a journey. There, there is no, no yeah. destination, right? We can keep on getting better, doing better, take a step back, take two steps forward. But yes, like you said, it's really about the big picture. And, and I know there's so much information that feeds into our yeah. brains on, 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 a, on a minute basis. You get texts flashing up on your phone, you get emails, sure. you got all these people telling you all these things that you should be doing. But the one thing that I feel is pretty common among all eating structures or meal plans or diets or whatever you want to call them is to focus on the whole food, right? So I, I really think, you know, to, to dumb it down as, as low as we can go and make it as basic as we possibly can, if we can get somebody to increase the amount of whole foods they're eating versus the amount of processed or refined foods that they're eating, I feel that that is progression and something that they can adhere to, hold on to that, and then work on something maybe a little bit more minute going forward. If you're trying to lose weight, overcome some health issues, or just feel better, eating processed foods with too much sugar and too much sodium is gonna prevent you from hitting these goals. Well, let's face it, sometimes eating healthy food can be boring. My name is Vince Stelopola. I'm the executive chef here at Pritikin Longevity Center. It's my job to make sure that the cuisine we serve you at the Pritikin Longevity Center not only meets our health standards laid out by our physicians and our nutritionists, but it's also flavorful, exciting, and something new for our guests to experience. That's why my team and I have been working on our new menu for our grand reopening. If you're looking for a place where you can enjoy flavorful, whole and unprocessed foods that are going to help you hit your goals and live completely, come and dine with us at the Pritikin Longevity Center. Hope to see you soon. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And I think that that is the spirit. When we talk about a journey, that's the same type of messaging that we have. And I think from a vision, we need to know where we're headed on a journey. And yet we're going to give them the steps to get there and to meet them, as you said, where they are. And that's doable because we're all aligned in wanting sustainable change is that we can say the absolutes like you gave with the, the meat example. But we need to take the small realistic steps to get there to make it doable to make it doable and that is uh, that is very unique and individual right 
Like, you you know, we do these classes where we speak to, say, 20 or 30 people at a time, but um, maybe some of those people have a longer journey. Maybe some have a shorter journey. Maybe exactly. yeah. The priorities may be different. One person wants to lower their hemoglobin A1C. The other person needs to focus on cholesterol. And the other person is doing just fine. They just want to... Um, you know, level up a little bit, improve their, their physical activity, improve their nutrition. So um, one of the things I always also focus on is if they have specific and unique questions, it's really important that they come and talk to us individually mm-hmm. um, because sometimes the messages that they're getting in the lecture may not specifically apply to them per se, and they may be a little bit confused um, about that. I, I will tell you specifically um in this go around because we get people you know coming in on a weekly basis um there there are several people that are you know really up on their nutrition they 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 really just want more preventative longevity mm-hmm. uh like that and um sometimes with all the exercise they do and the normalization of their blood pressure they come to pritikin and their blood pressure actually goes too low and I'm like, listen, you may need a little bit more sodium than the next person. So we sure. actually have like a little spice blend that we give. It just has a little twin. It's not pure sodium. It's just a little spice blend, but something that they may need. Because again, not everybody that comes here needs to exactly be on a no salt added diet, but but they still want to focus on, you know, what foods are high in sodium. Maybe they have a little bit more flexibility in that space per se. But it's still important for them to like understand that if you're eating out a lot or you're bringing food in right. or you're eating frozen food, it's loaded with sodium. So they're like, oh, gosh, you know, I didn't really realize that. And that's something that they're like, yeah, I'm not really going to do that anymore. But maybe, you know, they don't have to follow to the T exactly that 12 to 1500 milligram per day rule. And so, you know, that's why I find it really helpful when people actually come and talk to me individually. So. I can help them with their journey as opposed to giving them just one general idea per se. And that individualization is really helpful. And I think it helps patients be able to understand how it fits in their life. And so we have, as part of the outpatient program within Pritikin, they meet with a registered dietitian right. for at least one one-on-one to be able to tailor the, the general Their guidelines lifestyle. to them. Yeah, I had a health professional ask me, why does Pritikin not embrace using a lot of olive oil within their recipes? Yes. You know, and one of the thoughts that I had is that that's easy. I mean, cooking with oils and is how we've been raised and we know how to do that. But what we don't know how to do is how to cook things that have amazing flavor without a lot lot of added oils, without a lot of sodium. So I think to be able to be in an environment where you're learning how to do things differently is inspiring. It's it really gives people a wide range of approaches to preparing foods in a helpful way. Yeah. Now, you know, what's so funny, Cindy, is actually every once in a while, if I have a little spare time, I go to the cooking classes. So Uh here at the Pritikin Center, almost every day, I would say about four days out of the week, they do a cooking class. And um, so when I can go, I go. And I, too, actually learned how to use less oil when cooking. So one of the things that Chef does that I I was like, wow, I I didn't even realize that. So if you have a pan that is, you know, 
it's not nonstick. So you, you have to put some oil on it to cook your onions, your vegetables, whatever you're sauteing in there. So we spray the olive oil. We, we, we still use it, but we use a sprayer. So it's not pouring a bottle. Right. But what happens is when you start cooking the food, the oil dissipates. So what do you do? You add more oil so it doesn't stick. But what chef does is he just adds the oil one time and then um, he'll cook a little bit. And as things are getting a little sticky, he'll add even a little water, a little broth, maybe some rice vinegar or a marsala wine to give it more wet. And then he takes the cover and he pops it right on top. And it 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 is amazing, but nothing sticks and you don't need more oil. And, you know, I'm a dietitian. I should know that, but I didn't know that. And, you know, so even I... I learn things from all the multidisciplinary experts that we have here. So, you know, I think it's great that we, you know, instead of just seeing the dietitian, the, they're able to see the physical therapist, the exercise physiologist, the psychologist. And it's really just a very multidisciplinary team because it really does take a village to change the mind or the habits of what, you know, what we do on a daily basis. So, um, yes, to your point, like, and and it and it is true that um, Pritikin is a little outside the box of what we would normally see in in today's society and what we see on social media and the news and all of that stuff. And um, there, there's always good reason, but it, it's worth explaining because you know I, I tell people in class, you know, oils, nuts, seeds, avocados—they're heart healthy. I, I get that part but they also are super, super calorically dense. So you really need to understand a little bit goes a really long way and you could still use it, but just, you got to pay attention. And then we really focus on the vegetables is where you want to front load and, and volumize because that there, there are no limitations to that for the most part. And so that you could go a little bit less on the oil piece and, and a little bit less on the protein piece and things like that. So um, there's there's always explanations that need to be made because we are a bit controversial as compared to something like a, a paleo or a keto or, you know, we're very, very different from that. So I always love talking about it and hearing what other what other guests have to say about, you know, what the, uh, I heard this and I read this mm -hmm. and and things like that. And maybe also to be open to some of the things that they're doing that may not be something that we we were proponents of here, but based on their situation and their lifestyle, maybe it's okay to bring a little bit of that in, in addition to some of the Pritikin principles as well. At the end of the day, honestly, our goal is to help them be more successful in their, in their health journey, however that looks. Absolutely. And I love what you said about the multidisciplinary team. And especially for our patient population coming up off the cardiac event, to be surrounded by this team to say, we've got you, we're going to help not only yeah. help you on this continuum of care, but also to give you a sense of hope of what might be. Right. I just talked to a woman this morning who had that exact same experience, and she was so excited having completed the Pritikin intensive cardiac rehab program. She had lost 15 pounds. She was calling for more information. And I think you're right. I think if we can just get them to be open-minded to what might be, that's inspirational. That's right. Yeah. Right. It's about really 
like something that they can bite and swallow as opposed to something that's very, very overwhelming to go right. from, you know, eating out every single night to, oh my God, I have to start cooking and preparing my meals. And by the way, I can't put any salt on it and I can't have right. my sweets at night. I mean, it is quite overwhelming for someone that's, that's used to that. And, and all I really say is, well, you know, while you're here, when in Rome, you know, play the games, see where it takes you. And then let's have a conversation before you go home. So we, I can help you bridge that gap between what you're doing here and how you're going to figure that out at home. And uh, uh, the funniest thing about the whole carbohydrate thing, because, you know, we're, we're plant-based, that's carbs, right? Sure. So when, when, when these guests know that like potatoes are on the menu or we have, we have pizza, we have, you know, baked ziti, we have these foods that people are like, I didn't think I would be able to eat that. And yeah. then they can. And they're like, thank you for bringing the potato back into my life. And I'm just like, no problem. I'm glad I'm glad that you realize that it's okay. You know, but part of the reason is, um, you know, potatoes, for example, you go to the grocery store, they could be this, you know, huge, right? right? And, right. And, and they're like, oh, a potato is good. I'm going to eat it. I'm like, well... Yes, it you know it's got good fiber, it's a whole food, it's watery, all that good stuff, but size matters, especially if weight loss is is one of your priorities. So it's it it's it's really about saying yes, you can have this, but it is, you know, it's it is not unlimited and you know, respect your food. <laughs> exactly. And I think a, a key point that you just made was about nutrition priorities is all of the different concepts that we're bringing forth is that helping them focus on where that attention should be as they get exactly. started, what's going to yeah. make the biggest um, difference in their life. And I think your example earlier on about just the simplicity of whole foods and looking for those simple swaps and how to embrace um, moving forward with that type of eating in today's culture. And it really is um having to make conscious decisions of the choices that we're making right? because it's challenging. Right. Out it it yeah. is challenging. And not only do we have to think about what, what we are eating, but what is our lifestyle? What does that look like? Because that really determines how, how the eating journey will, will go. Right. Like I actually just had a, a gentleman in my office earlier this morning. He's a cardiac surgeon. Okay. So he's a doctor. Wow. And he proceeds to tell me, he's like, please educate me because when I went to medical school, I got no nutrition information or education whatsoever. And I get a lot of patients asking me what to eat. And quite honestly, I don't really know what to tell them. So uh, I'm here for you to tell me what to do so I can help myself as well as my patients. And um, one little thing that we changed that I think he was just like, oh yeah, I could do that because you know his particular type of job is he could be in a surgery for many, many hours. It could be six hours. It could be seven hours. So he can't drink, he can't eat, and he can't pee, right? So because we were talking about hydration, he's like, well, to be perfectly honest with you, I have to be careful sometimes with yeah. how much water that I drink because I'm in the middle of surgery and I, I can't go to the bathroom. So, you know, we have to accommodate for that. And the, the amount of time that he may be in surgery, he, he physically can't eat. So, you know, he might get really, really hungry, which is troublesome because then when you're really hungry, you tend to eat the wrong things or you eat sure. too fast, too much, whatever. So we were talking about really fueling him up in the morning before he has his surgery. And so I was asking him, well, what, what do you do for breakfast normally? 
And he's like, well, you know, I have some eggs and I have some hash browns and then I take some protein, like maybe it's turkey or whatever. It was like a kitchen sink. But the one thing that really um, flagged me was the hash brown. He said he likes to eat the hash brown. I said, well, would you be willing to exchange the hash brown for something like a sweet potato instead? Because Uh quite honestly, everything that you're describing to me is okay. But the hash brown is going to be very fatty and very salty right off the bat there. So if you did everything the same, but you just took the hash brown away and you added in the sweet potato, would that be a change that you would be willing to make? It's like, yeah, actually, yeah, I I do like sweet potatoes. So it's really just to me, it's a matter of listening to the client or the Mm -hmm. patient or the guest or whatever you want to call them to um, give them suggestions based on what their lifestyle is. And also really, what are they willing to change? How much Mm -hmm. are they willing to change? Because that is really, really important. Some people are all in and they're like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. So, you know, I'm all in. Or to be perfectly honest with you, Kara, like my lifestyle is really crazy. And I know that I'm not going to be cooking every single night. I know I'm not going to always be prepping my food. So with that in mind, how can you help me? Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's very, very specific and detailed based on the lifestyle, what they're willing to do, uh, what their, you know, what their markers are, their health markers as well. Sure. And yeah. maybe it's just assembling whole food ingredients, not really cooking, but just making it right. more approachable or assisted scratch is a term I love of what's already prepped in the grocery store for us that we don't have to do the chopping and the cooking. I love that. that. So yeah. you call it assisted scratch? It's a scratch. So we still get credit for <laughs> doing it, but it yes. has a little assistance. Okay. I really like that one. I might, I might, I might borrow that. <laughs> <laughs> Another concept I want to um, pull the thread a little bit more of what you just mentioned was talking about eating um, mindfully and eating when we're hungry. And I found that that, and I know both at the Longevity Center and within our content, we talk about this mindful eating concept. And I think that is such an art to really get back in tune with our body signals Absolutely. for hunger and fullness. For sure, for sure. We actually have a whole uh, mindfulness luncheon that we do here. And um, we have a little hunger scale, goes from one to 10. And then one would be, you know, um, starving, like hangry. I'm going to eat my arm yeah. kind of situation. And then 10 would be like Thanksgiving full. And we kind of show them, you know, every time you let yourself get to a number one or a number two, what do you normally do? I ask them, like, if you're starving, marving, you know, what do you do? And they're like, like I, I just eat whatever is in front of me or whatever sure. is, is convenient. Cheese, crackers, potato chips, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, and I said, yeah, you're probably not going to be in the mood to chop up vegetables right. when you're starving. You're just going to yeah. grab something or go through a drive through So one good strategy is just not get yourself in that pickle, right? Be prepared. Bring bring your, you know, your vegetables, your fruits. If you don't have time to eat lunch at that moment, have that available to you because then you won't get to the number two. And then it'll help you do better, um, you know, when you actually eat it and make better choices. So just... Even if they weren't thinking about what they were eating, but focusing on the hunger cue, it's a, it's, it's a big help. But you're right. It, we lose these cues over time and, um, you know, emotions and all of these things that go into life. So just really focusing on it and paying attention to it is, I feel, 
a, a really good skill or something to have, even if, um, you know, you don't, you're not doing all amazingly with the whole foods all the time, at least you're focusing on, well, you know what, I'm, I'm satisfied. I'm full. I don't need to eat more just because there's more food on my plate. Maybe I need to put ketchup all over it. So I won't do it, but, but whatever works, you know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. So and that those those guidelines of starting to eat when you're mildly hungry and stopping when you're comfortably full. And it goes a little bit what you were saying about the cardiac surgeon that not being protective over getting too hungry. Right. Well, that's exactly what was happening. And I'm like, your situation is difficult because it's not like you can grab a snack in between surgery. I get that part. But but what's important to you is to fill yourself up very well, very well. So when you're done, you're going to be at a number three instead of a number two or number, number one. Um, so, so yeah, and we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll see what comes out of that. That just happened today, but I always, that's the other thing is that, you know, once they leave here, it's really nice that we can continue following them so we can Mm -hmm. see the fruits of their labor and their successes or, and also help address what their challenges are when they get back to what we call the real world. That's right. Right. (laughs) Yes. I call I call this place uh, rainbow unicorns and rainbows at Pritikin oh. Center, and I call outside the lions and the tigers and the bears. That's right. All this stuff trying to <laughs> trying to get at us, right? And so we have that twelve week period to deal with those lions and bears and what the reality is of helping people navigate those challenges and really try to embrace a healthier approach for themselves. Right. right. Yeah. So each week it's like, okay, this is what I'm focusing on this week. And then they can report back and see how they did. And, you know, one other thing I wanted to mention about the mindfulness piece that I also find very interesting, what the guests realize is that you can be satisfied with your food in, in terms of how full you are. But if you're eating something that is so amazingly delicious, it has sugar, salt, and fat all yep. attached to it. Sometimes it doesn't really matter if you're full because the pleasure of the food overpowers the fullness. So, you know, I'm like, listen, sugar, salt, and fat, you put those three things together, it's a trifecta. Yeah. If you could just take one of those away when you eat that food, it might change the way that you eat it. So I said, for example, nuts are always a bone of contention, right? Because we we can just keep eating them. They go on and on and on. And they're heart healthy, but not in large amounts. So I said, well, if you didn't roast and salt your your cashew, do you think that you would eat as many cashews? And most guests would say no. So I'm right. like, okay, you know, nuts might might be difficult when they're all salty and honey roasted. But if you just have them raw, maybe you can handle just having a handful or sticking a little bit in your oatmeal or something like that. It's not as stimulating to the to the brain. And it really does help manage those cues a little bit better. Great point. It, yeah. that, that's a really significant factor. And I think that that's an appreciation I've had with what's going on in the food industry is how prevalent those added fat, salt, and sugar, the trifecta are, that really are right in line with what our brains are getting lock on. Right. It's that dopamine yeah. response. And it, you know, right. it's difficult because that's why I call it the lions and tigers and bears, because it's hovering and we sure. need to figure out tools and strategies to push it away and not bring it in because sometimes once we bring it in, it's really, really difficult to cut it off. So it's like, I'm like, listen, if, if there's certain trigger foods that you have, 
write them on a piece of paper. Nobody knows them better than you do, right? So be honest with yourself, write those down and say, you know what? I love you. I'm really attracted to you, but you are not serving me well right now. So we're going to put you over here and not bring you into our wheelhouse for now. Maybe not forever, but, you know, for now, until we can, you know, respect it a little bit better and control it. Because I just feel like if you know that every time you do something, you go overboard, then it's probably a good idea just not even to go there. (laughs) Right. Why put yourself in that position? Exactly. And so the concept that I think about is for some people, some is harder than none. Is that once we get going, it then it's really difficult to rein it in. Where if we just set that aside, as you said, and not even have that as part of our environment. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I'm an out of sight, out of mind person. You know, everybody's a little different, but I, I find that to be very, very helpful because it's almost like we, we put ourselves in the fire and expect ourselves not to get burned. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But a fire burns. Yeah. <laughs> expect the expected. Okay. It's just like, you, you know, what happens when you go down this path. So choose, you know, let, let's figure a new path and, you know, don't keep on trying to be restricting it or, or limiting it when it's so difficult for you. Just, just let it go. Just let it go. And I, I, you know, that, that helps, you know, it helps when, when, and the other thing I wanted to mention in terms of food, um, is the psychology of it. So, I mean, if you think about it, oh yeah, you know, we had to go out to dinner was my, you know, my father's birthday and there was, you know, that appetizer, the, you know, fried calamari, and then there was the artichoke dip and, you know, how how am I supposed to sit there and and look at it all and, and not eat it? I mean, that's really difficult. And I, and I would say, well, it's, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. It's a choice, right? You, you, before you go to the restaurant, you know where you're going, you know what they have. You choose how you want to do this evening. If you want to have all of those things, choose to do that. Be okay with it. And then tomorrow's a new day, back to regularly scheduled program. Because what happens is if you, if you expect yourself not to do it, even though you know that you will, then you say, oh, I cheated. I, you know, I feel so guilty and you're really, you know, demoting yourself. And then, you know, I feel like the negative begets the negative. So if you just right off the bat, say it's my dad's birthday, I'm going to enjoy it with him. I'm going to try and be as mindful as I possibly can be, but this is a little bit of an outlier for me and I'm okay with that. It's one, it's one day and tomorrow back to it. And I think that's also a good approach, Mm -hmm. approach to to eating in the world of today, because we are surrounded by these things and we are humans. We are not perfect, you know? So, you know, allow allow ourselves to have some imperfections and, and, and recognize that, you know, this is a treat. It is not a cheat and be okay with it. And then that, I feel that also helps them be more positive about their experience and um, really have a better relationship with food itself. And it's what we do day in and day out. It's not those special occasions that exactly. unless they are, but it's what All we do the time. day in and day out yeah. <laughs> um, that really is impacting our health. And I think that, you know, one of the things is gaining insight into having a healthy relationship of being able to say, this is how I'm navigating it and, and be able to, that's how we move forward is not by beating ourselves up by looking exactly. for successes. Yeah, exactly. And also, and this is hard. I get it. It's even hard 
hard for me, but we tell our kids all the time, you don't necessarily need to compare yourself to the person next to you. You are a different person. So you don't expect, you know, the same results because we get that a lot here too. You know, people come here on average for about two weeks. One person can lose like 12 pounds in those two weeks. And the next person might lose two or might lose none. And they're like, I don't understand. How did he lose 12? And I lost three or whatever it is. I'm like, listen, you're coming from different places. So, um, and remember what we lose a lot of water here, you know, so it's not the weight that we lose sometimes is mostly water, maybe a little bit of fat. If you, you know, some people already are good with the sodium and they don't have a lot of sodium and they don't lose as much water, you know? So we have to really try to um, manage them a little bit better because in that regard, sometimes they're a little bit like kids, you know, like, I don't understand. He did this. And I, you know, it's like, it's like back to elementary school. You know, like, That's right. It's very fun. Using those life skills. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. 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 Well, I know you have a busy schedule, Kara, and I have um, meetings this afternoon. So I'm going to say that this was just a treat to be able Aww, to talk nice. and and catch up and just share um, very similar philosophies and Absolutely. approaches. If, if people are interested in learning more about Pritik and ICR, how, how do they go about doing that? Sure. So we have um, a Pritik and ICR website where people can go to learn more about the components of the program and the providers that we're working with across the country. It's really exciting to see how this has spread nationwide to be able to reach patients that have had a cardiac event and plug into a program that offers comprehensive lifestyle education. So Pritik and ICR would be the website that they could get more information and see where the locations are and they could get a referral from their physician to participate. Well, yeah. I look forward to do this again sometime soon, Cindy. That sounds great, Kara. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Healthier Everyday Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you're interested in learning more about the Pritikin Longevity Center and how the physician-led team of wellness professionals have been helping people for almost 50 years, visit Pritikin.com. That's P-R-I-T-I-K-I-N.com. Thank you.